the scoring cap from the top against Marion. Durant, pull up jumper. Up the rim and This is the Limitless Range Podcast. I am your host, Corey Chandler, and as usual, I am joined by my co-host, Petey Podlow. What's up? What's up? As always, you can go to our website, LimitlessRangePodcast.com, or you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at One Limitless Range. What's going on, Pete? How was your week, my man? It was good, brother. It was good, man. Just, you know, hitting the gym, you know, doing things. Still staying staying on that... uh, you know, New Year's resolution, trying to lose some pounds or what? Yep, yep. Just trying to get back in shape. I want to hoop a little bit more and stuff, so. That's cool. Yeah. Right on. Well, we had a, uh, last week we had, what, a, a Twitter poll after our, you that know. That we non- did. That <laughs> we did, buddy. After our non-all-star picks we made back and forth last week. And, uh, you know, I tried to convince the audience as much as possible, but apparently <laughs> that didn't work so well. Uh, uh, yeah. Doug, what was the what was the results? Oh, man, I'm going to look it up right now. Somewhere around 80-20. Yeah. <laughs> 80% Pete, 20% Randy. Finishing up right now. I thought, about pulling, I thought about pulling a KD. That feels like a making, 50-point blowout. Yeah. Well, I thought about <laughs> pulling a KD and making a fake Twitter and giving myself a couple extra votes. But I was like, ah, ah I didn't want to do that. You that know, all burner account. I like it. How did Corey win? Yeah. No, but for sure, man, that was fun. That was uh Yeah, you, you owe me lunch, right? Yeah, I do owe you lunch. I got you on air. We'll get we'll get you lunch soon for sure, dude. But uh yeah. let's move on to this week now. I was thinking that wait, steak dinner? Yeah, nah, stop it. Kidding. Stop it. Um but yeah, first of all, I just want to thank, you know, all of our listeners out there and the people that have been reaching out to us on Twitter and stuff. It's been really cool to see um the interaction we've got over the last couple weeks just seems like we're continuing to gain ground and it's growing man it's growing exactly and you know our goal from the beginning has just been has just been to reach out to you know other nba fans and other nba podcasts and just really start to throw some debate with some other people and gain knowledge and it's really been cool to see you know some other podcasts reach out to us some big time fans of some places we've had some people write in about wanting to jump on the show and that's exactly why we started this podcast so you know thank you guys for continuing to listen and just keep spreading the word for us and uh hopefully we can get you on a show where we can jump on a show with you guys um but yeah that's uh that'll uh be super fun in the future let's get on to today's show what do we got going on today obviously you know the rant. We always got a uh, rant of the week. We got that coming up. Yeah, let's. Should we just jump into it? Yeah. All um, right, man. I'm game. Let's jump into the rant of the week. Producer Dougie, you got something for us or what? Well, I know it got brought up earlier. James Harden recently has been on a huge offensive tear. Of course, he's he's playing great, and his team's winning. But recently, I've seen it around Twitter, and uh, I think Pete brought it up before. This picture of James Harden one-on-one with Michael Jordan. And they asked, who would you take? Who would you take one-on-one? <laughs> and just the fact that it's a fucking question, I think, in your guys' mind, is ridiculous. But, I mean, you're taking Harden, right, Pete? No. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can rant on this. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. You know, I'll take Harden if they're playing for fun. You know, but I mean, anything on the line, Michael, Jeffrey, Jordan, baby. (laughs) Like, come on, stop it. It's laughable that we are even having this conversation. I mean, you're talking about the GOAT, the guy who like literally crushed people's souls. 
like took their souls off the court. <laughs> you ask other players and they're like in awe. Well, whose soul is James Harden crushed but his fans? <laughs> That's about it. Those are the only souls he's that that, that screwed and crushed. Screwed and Corey. Yeah, <laughs> bro. I mean, <laughs> what did they need to beat the Warriors last year? Didn't they need one more three in the second half? And they, you know, like they missed like twenty six straight. Like I don't know, some crazy number like that. I don't have it near me, but it's twenty seven. Twenty seven. <laughs> wow, twenty seven. Okay, twenty seven straight. And we're really asking this question. Do you guys think Michael Jordan's team would have missed 27 straight shots to close out a team? Like, well, seriously. Well, it's no. one-on-one. How do, you, how do you think it goes? One-on-one. One-on-one. Well, on one, go down? Jordan crushes this guy, bro. Okay, here's another thing that's funny to me about one-on-one, right? Let's say that Jordan and, Har- and Harden, let's just say that their offense's games are equal, okay? Let's say they're both 10s, right? We, we we can agree we'll, on that. We'll go with that, yeah. Well, they're both 10s, okay. Well, James Harden is a three defender. Yeah. Michael Jordan's a nine to 10. <laughs> so you put a 10 offensive player against a 10 defensive player. What's going to happen? And then you put a 10 offensive player against a three defender. <laughs> what the hell do you guys think is going to happen? People are so dumb, man. Like, they put these poles out only thinking of one side of the ball. You do understand that they guard each other. They have to guard each other. Okay? So all those memes and jokes of James Harden and no defense, he's going to be guarding Michael Jordan. You guys understand that? If it's make it, take it, he'll never even see the damn ball. Okay? So, I mean... That's all I got to say about that, bro. And if anybody wants to come at me, any Houston fans, go ahead, bro. James Harden ain't got no defense. So how is he going to beat the GOAT one-on-one? <laughs> it ain't happening. Oh, that was awesome. All right, let's say it's uh, let's say it's James Harden right now versus uh, Washington Wizards, Jordan. <sighs> Give me Mike. <laughs> Shoot, I, right? I might still take Mike today. Mike would still be a better defender at 37 years old. That's for sure. That's true. So, I mean, you know what's funny is I really didn't see this kind of meme going around of the one-on-one battle until after last week when we talked about the GOAT of MJ versus LeBron. So, is it just our podcast is getting out there so big that they're like, (laughs) okay, these guys really let us know that LeBron is not close to MJ. Let's throw James Harden into the mix. What do you guys think about this? Because before that, I didn't see anything. So I don't know if that's what's going on here. But I'm with you, Pete. I think you did a great job. I think when it comes down to it, obviously the defensive, you know, it's just not even close. Yeah. Like you said, a 3 to a 10 or 3 to a 9 I think is a perfect comparison. I, James Harden's defense is horrible. And the biggest part about this is, as you touched on, the competitive edge of the two. Like you talked about with MJ... You know, he's the type of dude that will, dude, he'll do whatever it takes to beat you. Yep. It doesn't matter. If I gotta, if I gotta kick this guy in the knee, if I gotta pull his jersey, if I gotta do this, like he's gonna figure out a way. He's not gonna lose to James Harden. I, like I said, even right now, Michael Jordan might lose, but he would probably do some crazy stuff to try to figure out a way to win because his competitive, like, his competitive nature is insane. Yeah. Where these things are talking about with James Harden, it's like, you're never gonna hear if Chris Paul and, and MJ played together. You would never hear. Well, if they had if they had Chris Paul, they probably would have been able to pull it off. 
Like if you're if you're the dude, like you should never have to hear that about somebody else. If they had him, he would have been able to pull it off. Like you're James Harden, you had a lead, and and he just doesn't, dude. When you see it in the playoffs, he just doesn't have that edge to to knock a team out. And if you don't have that, you're one on one against a dude that has that competitive nature is not even going to be close. It's the same thing if, if yeah. Le, it's the same thing. I would rather see MJ versus Kobe. Those two dudes with competitive edges would be like, I still obviously take MJ, but those two are two dudes that you'd be like, holy shit, I think they're bleeding. I think one guy <laughs> lost his right shoe. I think one guy might have broke his ankle. Yeah, they're both good defenders too. Both good defenders. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle. Battle, talking shit, this and that. Like I think James Harden, after being down 4-0, would fake an injury and be like, I'm done. Like that's his competitive nature, in my opinion. You saw it in the Golden State series. Once the air was taken out of him, he was like, head down, it's over. You didn't see that competitive, like, fuck this. I'm not letting this team come back. Give me the damn ball. It's over. Give it to me, and I'm finishing him. It happened, you didn't it see happened that. with the Spurs, too, the two years away. ago, remember? Exactly. He was and getting beat, and he basically, basically yeah. it looked like he quit. Yeah. You never see that from Jordan. No. So, so I mean, Pete did a great job there. It's not even close. I'm hard and might score a couple, but like you said, if it's, if it's you know, winner takes ball or score. It's over. Yeah, I just well. If he if Jordan starts, if Jordan starts, him. if Jordan starts with the ball, and it's make and take, it's over. Yeah. I don't even think Harden's going to get the ball. I really don't. I think it'd be eleven zero. If Harden starts with the ball, it might be eleven two. Maybe. Yeah. It's yeah. not close, man. And, 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 and playoff stats show it, man. I showed you guys those percentages. I mean, yeah. Harden shoots under thirty percent in the playoffs from three. Like he's a different player. I, you know, the one thing about him and Steph Curry they have in common is. They are, when they're the focal point of the offense and they're running that five out and it's fast tempo, you know, people aren't, it's not half court style. Yeah. And even in the half court, it's, they, they still run, run a pretty strong offense, but they're, they're just two of the best players in the world because they're small, they're guards and they can push the tempo faster than, you know, even someone like LeBron or KD, they can just push the tempo faster. You know, they're small, they can get the, they can get the outlet yeah. and think about it. If a if a guard catches the outlet, it they're gonna score a lot faster than if like LeBron or KD get a rebound and try to push it up. You know, I just I don't know, man. I just feel like a lot of it is just overrated. You know, stats and people are just jumping on it. It's funny because these same media people were just hating on Harden about how he wasn't clutch and how his team is choking, and now they're all over his. You know what? And it's just sad to me because yeah, it's, it's not even a question. But you know, I do love, I do love that they're doing that because you know what? To me, it's as laughable as saying LeBron is on the same level as Jordan. These two things are just, in comparison, they're just as laughable to each other. You I know. Agree. Well, what's funny so. too is you don't see it. You don't see uh, the meme being Harden versus LeBron. Why not? I thought LeBron's the goat. Well, it's because, Why are they making a meme because against the, MJ? The Harden, I mean, there's something to be said for this, is that Harden's ISO numbers are astronomical right now. Like, that's half their plays right now. Right. Harden ISO, they score more points per possession than, like, uh, the best play of the Bucks offense is a Harden ISO or something. I heard some crazy stat like that. So then they uh, ask, like, well, one-on-one with it. It's like, no. Who's well, calling fouls, you know? Look, I don't know. Let me say this, <laughs> that's why, let me yeah. say this real quick before we get off this. It's a new age, okay? So, like, I'll use football, for example. You know, when someone back in the day would throw for 3,000, 4,000 yards, it was like, wow, you know? And it, 
you know, if a guy threw for 5,000, it was like, dude, that's impossible. This guy just did the impossible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you got all these quarterbacks throwing for close to 5Gs. And if a quarterback ain't hitting 4Gs, it's like, what's wrong with him? You know what I mean? Like, if you got 3,500 yards, you're like a, you're a scrub now. Yeah. It's the same thing now. So... You know, Harden's 34 a game doesn't even compare to Jordan's 36 a game that he averaged. It's a different game. There's way more possessions. The scores are 140 to 130, you know? Well, like you talked about, the stats are way better. Well, between the two, you know, the NFL and basketball, it's the same thing. It's like the the era has changed, but so has the way that they're calling things, right? Yes, they want the, more offense. They want more offense. The same thing in both leagues, and we're seeing it. You know, the every rule change in, in uh, the NFL is... Oh, defensive guys can't do this. Defensive guys can't do that. Defensive guys can't do this. It's going to allow for that. They didn't have all that back then. So how are you going to compare? Same thing with Harden. How are you going to compare him in an era where the things that Harden gets away with now and gets calls on now wouldn't have happened back then? Yeah. So it's kind of ridiculous to compare the two because it's not even close. I agree. Let's move on to what we got Got the uh, for the rest of the podcast here. We got a mailbag. We got some questions and answers coming up. And uh, obviously, you know, keep an ear out for the trivia. That's going to come up sometime throughout the podcast. Yeah, and yeah. as always, you know, get us get us on our uh, – get that answer in so you can get yourself in for that free jersey. All right, Dougie Fresh, we got some mailbag going on or what? Yeah, we got a few questions in from the listeners. Yeah, it turned out real well. So, and Let's I said on Twitter that we were going to answer every single one. Let's do so, it. Let's do it. Got to get through it. So, um, we got a couple questions. First off, okay, hold on. Before you get started, ooh. do we have a time limit on this? Like, because me and Pete sometimes can go off and rant. Are we I think you, this putting us be on about a four or five hour podcast? Okay, we can go with that. That's cool. Me and Pete can do it. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right, yeah, we, we'll have to make this quick. Okay. So, we've got uh, we've got a few questions. I'm going to give you. Three minutes per question. All right, let's for go. Okay. You guys combined. All right. All right. So you can work with it. You better get all your info in there. Cool. So some of them should be quicker than others. But first question we got from the Four Point Play podcast. They've been following us on Twitter. All right. Nice. Shout Appreciate out. that, guys. That's what's uh, up. So first question: Should a team try try to trade for Jeremy Lin before the deadline? And if so, who? Man, ah, that's a tough one, dude. I think, uh, you know, Jeremy Lin, I believe, is on the last year of his contract, and uh, his contract's in it at 12.5 mil. So to me, you know, finding a team that's in need of a point guard, um, man, it's tough. I was looking at, you know, the Utah Jazz with Rubio down, and, and I think their backup point guards have been down. They have, you know, obviously Mitchell running PG. But it would have to be a team, I feel like that would, for some reason, feel like they were in the mix and needed one. Because if you're not in the mix, there's really no reason to go out and spend 12.5 mil on a backup PG. You know, that's just too much money. Um, I mean, the Atlanta Hawks, I think it would be nice for them to get rid of him. Because, obviously, they're trying to rebuild. So, if they can get that, you know, flip for some future picks and things like that, then that would obviously be good for the Atlanta Hawks. But I just can't, I just don't really see a team that, uh, that would fit i mean another team might be washington that would be in need of a pg but once again it's like why would you 
you know, with the salaries you already have, you're paying John Wall injured or not, you know, now you have what Sadoransky running PG, you know, it'd be nice to have him, but at the same time, what is, what is Washington really going to do? Why toss another 12.5 mil to what become the eight seed and still lose first round? It just doesn't, it just doesn't seem, seem like something that needs to be done. What do you think, Pete? I'm with you, man. I don't really see any team that it doesn't make any sense to me. He he might be a good backup point guard. I mean, with Rondo's injuries, maybe the Lakers. You know, if Rondo if Rondo's not going to stay healthy, yeah, and Lonzo can't shoot the three consistently, that might be nice. But I mean, I'm pretty sure they got some cap space for a one year deal. Uh but Corey, yeah, would you take uh, Jeremy Lin backup point guard for the Blazers? And honestly, not man. No. Not at that price tag, right? Not at the price tag. Yeah. I mean, the price tag is the biggest thing about this. I think, you know, Jeremy Lin's not a bad backup PG, and Portland, you know, could probably utilize him. But, you know, as me and Pete have talked about before, you know, I'm not in love with Seth Curry as a backup PG, but his price tag yeah. um, for the Portland Trailblazers is nice, you know. And so to switch him for 12.5 mil, that's a lot of money for a backup PG, you know, in Portland. I mean, it's something I wouldn't be surprised if Portland did because they love to sign backups that never play for a freaking crazy <laughs> amount of money. Yeah. So it's probably I mean, something Portland will do. If Golden State had the cap, man, I would love it for them, you know. But, yeah, once again, they don't have the cap space to be making moves like that. Well, either way, <laughs> then hopefully he'll get, get something good in free agency. Yeah. Then, Phoenix right? might be a so, nice spot, too. I yeah. mean, him, Booker, yeah, and Aiden mentor. running some pick and roll with Aiden. Yeah. But, I mean, like, once again, they're not in the playoff hunt. So why spend might money? Might as well go after him in the offseason. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Next question, also from the Four Point Play podcast. Do you think Luka Doncic will have a 40-point game by the end of the season? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, everyone knows how much I love Luka. You know, drafted him in fantasy pretty pretty early, but it's looking like it was, it's going to be a good keeper. Yeah. yeah, as I talked about in a you know, previous podcast, the first one I saw Pete, you know, jump on the Doncic train, I was like, yeah, I think that's a little early third rounder he picked him in, and it's just like, you know, we're all kind of – Looking back and going, damn, I wish we would have seen what Pete saw because, yeah, he's been killing it, man. He's been killing it for your fantasy team as well. Yeah, for sure, bro. I mean, granted, I'm still, you know, climbing, but, (laughs) you know, you're on top right now. So I got to give you a little shout out for that because you took over first. I appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, man, I just, I really love the kid. I think think he's going to have a 40-point game. It may not be pretty. It may be one of those, like, you know, 14 for 30 four shot games with yeah. a bunch of free throws. I mean, if he would hit his free throws more consistently, he'd probably be there already. I mean, you know, he's, he's yeah, he's gonna, got a few, he's got a few games, you know, I was looking, I'd look it up right here. He has a, uh, he had a 32 point game at the Clippers, a 34 at the Pelicans, 31 against the Spurs back in November, and then 30 the other night against Phoenix. So, I mean, he's right there in the mix, you know? So yeah, he continues hitting those 30, I mean, four 30 point games from a rookie. That's, you know, pretty impressive. And uh, yeah, it's big. I, I think it's I think it's gonna happen for sure. I'm yeah. with Pete on this. Forty points, they're gonna get him there. I mean, that step back's nasty. He goes on some of those momentum runs too. If he's at like 32, 34 in the fourth, they like to just kind of feed him the ball, and and he really just you know continues yeah. that momentum. I, I definitely see him. Or even there. an overtime game. Yeah, something like know? that. Yeah, he'll get there. He'll get, he'll get forty. Yep. All right. Next. Some good questions though. Yeah. So yeah. far, this is an interesting one. Next question from at they call me Shara on Twitter. I think you guys know who that is. I think we do. <laughs> so go ahead. Let's hear it. Let's so, hear it. Um, so how would it have affected Kyrie Irving 
if he'd been drafted by Boston instead of Cleveland back in the day. He'd been there this whole time. Would, how would his game be right now? Man, I mean, obviously this is a, an interesting question. It's a big-time hypothetical, right? Because we have you know Kyrie, who was drafted in 2011, so you're right in the midst of them still having the big three in Boston. Um, and so that year, you know, when Cleveland grabbed him first pick, Boston actually had the 25th pick in the draft. So it's kind of like, I don't know how they would have made that work on that end. You know, would they well, have traded say, somebody for the big three? Well, I mean, let's just say, I mean, because, you know, Kyrie had injury problems before. Right. Maybe let's say something happened. He played one game at Duke and was out for the rest of the, the season or something. So Boston scooped him up at 25 instead. Something hypothetical hmm. like that. Okay. You know, so he gets drafted right into the big three. Just before they end up going yeah. away, I think the next instead year instead of when... shooting light, you know, just shooting and shooting in Cleveland on one of the worst teams of, in NBA history. Right. Well, I think the next year is when Ray went to Miami. So I, I think if he got drafted there, it would have been interesting because obviously, what would they have done? He would have been a backup for Rondo probably for the first couple years of his career. I think it might have been interesting for him because he would have played with you know rondo he would have played with pierce he would have played with you know garnett he would have played with some dudes that probably would have taught him some things about the league and really got into him and and made him into you know a competitive dude i'm not really sure how it would have changed the shape of of where he would be i think he just i think he still would have been a stud maybe just not we might not have known about it as quickly i don't know what do you think pete you know man that's an interesting question i think if he goes to boston i'm a big fan of Winning organization, winning culture, winning general manager yeah. creates winners, you know? So, like, you know, he kind of had to learn to be a winner from, I hate to say it, LeBron, you know? Like, LeBron is a good teacher because you're going to win when you're with him, you know? So, you're going to be in finals. You're going to be in all that stuff. So, he learned, <laughs> even if I don't agree with LeBron's approach, you know, you're getting that experience. But before that, I mean, he was on a losing organization. Even when he was there, they were getting the number one pick. But it, a lot of it's because of how they surround him, what they put around him. The general manager obviously isn't great. The owners, you know, everybody hates him. So I feel like over there in Boston, he probably would have had some big games as a backup. If, I mean, you're talking about a superstar point guard with yeah. a lot of talent. You know, instead of being the face of the organization, which was in Cleveland at that time, with all the pressure gapped on him, now it's no pressure. It's kind of like... Terry Resort, uh, Terry Rozier yeah. playing with house money, you know, like nobody expects it from him. So he goes out there and he just balls out. It's like, wow. So you would have got more of that from Kyrie with the second unit. You know, he would have been a big factor when they lose Ray Allen. Now, now when they play against the heat, you're telling me they got Pierce KG Rondo and Kyrie yeah. leading the second unit or sometimes finishing games. Now they might lose. Cause that was still a close series. I think they might have lost in six. That's a great. But now point. you're talking that might you know that might have tipped the scales there. We're having Kyrie, you know, developing under that culture, like you said, and KG is an influence is one of the biggest influences you can have. You're talking defense, winner attitude, winner mentality, instilling those things in a guy like Kyrie. Well, I feel like already kind of has that yeah. you know attitude. He's got that Kobe. I feel like he's kind of trying to be like that Kobe Zen when he talks. You know, he's like trying to be very you know he's just very like soft spoken and like kind of wants to be like you know. You guys feel it, you know, like he's not like a cocky person, but he's just very confident in himself. Yeah. He almost has a Kobe feel, you For know, sure. when he talks. So I feel like it would have been a, it would have, it would have changed, changed some things. Yeah. I think LeBron might have one less ring, you mm -hmm. know. It's interesting. 
Kevin Garnett probably could have talked him out of flat earth theory and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So, right. You know what's interesting? <laughs> That's a great I, question, though. You see who uh, who Boston picked that year at 25 is Marshawn Brooks, yeah. who was immediately traded to the then New Jersey Nets, then Brooklyn Nets. And Marshawn Brooks was then traded back to Boston, in the trade right? for... Yeah. Uh, Kevin Garnett and, and Paul Pierce, Pierce. yeah, I remember and the that. picks that became Jalen Brown and stuff. Wow, so, it's kind yeah. of interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, full circle, man. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> no, that's a great question, though. So, I like that one. Next question from at AJ Griffiths twelve. So Sixers reportedly are willing to give a first rounder for a shooter, right? Which they, like you were saying, they they need. You yeah, know? a lot of teams so, should be who, doing this. Who do you think? Uh, <laughs> who do you see as targets? Who do you think they should be targeting? If they're giving up a, a first rounder for a shooter, who should they be going after? Covington would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> right. Covington, that's good. Um, I mean, if I'm the Lakers and I'm thinking like... The Sixers. No, I know, but oh. I'm talking about from the Lakers' perspective. I'd be shopping Codwell Pope, oh, trying man. to get pieces to go after like AD. They, you know, they don't want... Yeah. AD. The Pelicans don't want no Caldwell Pope, but they'll definitely take another first round pick in in a package deal. You know, get more first round picks, be more Danny Ainge. You know, go after these. I would I would be thinking like that. I mean, who needs Caldwell Pope? He's not in their future, in their plans in the future, and he can shoot a little bit. You yeah, know, something similar point. to that. So yeah, there's some. I mean, there's some great shooters out there. Obviously, you know. As Pete, you know, and, and Big Dan have talked about Big Dan's and their guy in our fantasy league. Um, you guys brought talk about Seth Curry and stuff like that, and Big Dan posted a thing, and he's leading, you know, three point percentage. You know, and it's obviously not off of a crazy amount of attempts, but it's it's at you know a hundred and six attempts or whatever it's at, and yeah. he's shooting forty nine percent. You know, and he's a cheap guy. Um, I mean, obviously the Blazers. I would I would take a first round pick, and you guys can have Seth Curry. You yeah, know, I don't that's, know. That's good. Something something like that. There's some there's some decent ones out there. Joe Harris, who people are trying to uh, rally around, who's a Chelan Washington guy, a local guy um, that they're trying to rally around. Um, he's shooting 48 percent on 201 attempts. So I mean, he's only a percent behind Seth, but he's shot 100 more times. So. It's a pretty impressive uh, percentage, and these are cheap guys too, you know, because yeah. that's what that's what Philly's going to need, right? I mean, they got three guys on the payroll; um, they're going to need, you know, a cheap guy. They also, I mean, JJ Reddick's not that cheap either, so they're going to need a guy that, you know, doesn't cost that much money. Um, that uh, Marcus Morris really isn't bad from uh, Boston. I don't think Boston's going to give him up, but he's only he's on the last year of a four four year. What is it? Four year, twenty million. So he's only costing five million a year, and I didn't realize this. He's shooting forty five percent on. Almost, he's having a pretty good year. Almost two hundred, almost two hundred attempts. So those are types of guys to me that I would be looking cheap guys, right? That shoot high, per, you know, high percentage. You know, you don't need him to shoot a lot, but when he gets the look, you need him to knock it down. So those are you know three guys that I would I like have those. in mind for sure. Yeah. So. All right. Next question from. Oh, this is also from AJ Griffiths twelve. So which sleeper teams will make some actual noise in the playoffs from the East and from the West? So you got some sleepers. They'll be in the bottom. They don't have to upset the first round, but maybe take this, some there ain't seven no, games. There ain't no sleeper team in the in the East. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. relatively speaking, right? Right. Um, sleeper teams, huh? I mean, these are good questions from AJ here. Uh, I mean, Utah has been heating up. I know it's a team that... You know, Pete and I both liked 
last year they took out OKC and uh, you know they've had their struggles early it's like oh what's going on with Utah I think both of us picked them to be in our postseason this year and it's kind of like mm, they're now in the nine seed you know and they're one or two games out of playoffs and they're really making a pretty good run I really wouldn't be surprised to see Utah give some fits, especially, you know, if they're an eight seed and they match up against Denver. You know, I like Denver a lot, but with no playoff experience, you might see a team like Utah. I don't know if they'll beat them, but you might see them take them to six or seven. Um, I don't know if there's any other teams I can think of, sleeper teams. Um, let me get one in there. Okay. Uh, you know, it's funny because a lot of people, I picked this team originally and then we we're like, geez, what's going on with them? Yeah. But, I mean, they're kind of a sleeper team now, even though they make the playoffs every year and are usually a competitor. But the Spurs, you know, I mean, people have been sleeping on them. They've been playing some really good basketball. They've climbed their way to the seventh seed. They've been on a nice little, you know, win streak. And I feel like, oh, they lost to the Thunder last night. But, you know, before that. Crazy game. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was, they played them back to back. They played them two nights. Yeah, Yeah, that was a crazy game. I really like what they're doing over there. They got these young guards. Um, Forbes is one of them. He's a good shooter. Just grilling the three. Yeah. They're playing really good defense. I mean, LaMarcus all just dropped 56 the other night. We haven't even talked about that. I yeah. mean, that was huge without a three. So, I mean, like, we ain't going to see that again for a while. Someone yeah. dropped 50 without a three. You know, that's rare in today's NBA. That is. No, that's a good so. one, man. As we always talk about, you know, when you got Popovich, you can never fully – you know, count them out. You get pop in a playoff. Yeah. You know, with some some dudes with yep. DeRozan, who's looking to, you know, make a little bit of noise after how much you know bad blood he has in the playoffs and how much kind of people give him that kind of almost a similar James Harden playoff you choker. Know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you get Popovich and DeRozan, who's hungry, and guys like Aldridge you and those young guys from, from the East. <sighs> Got to name someone from the East. I don't want a time crunch though. So. Yeah, we are on a time. Not, not for the title, but we're looking at the first round, you know. Yeah. Um sleeper teams, you know, I wouldn't I'm just going off the top of my head here. I, I kind of like the Miami Heat in a way. I don't know if, you know, I would consider them a sleeper team. They look like they're probably going to definitely make the playoffs, maybe a 6 seed or something like that, but you get them into a matchup, you know, with the Pacers or something, you know, of that range. I like it. You know, I could see, you know, that team, Dwayne Wade on his last run, mm-hmm. you know, really trying to make a push, really not going to – I don't see D. Wade as the same guy we talked about earlier with that competitive, you know, nature, and I don't see him going out in the sweep or anything like that. So you get him, you got Josh Richardson, you got Goran Dragic still coming back, Justice Winslow's been killing it, you know, you still have Whiteside, um, you know, the, you, you got some guys that can play on that team. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, <laughs> pretty garbage, man. Like, good one. He, he's not bad, but, I mean, we both know they're, they're not going to go anywhere, you know. Like, even yeah. if they upset a team, that's probably as far as they're going to go. But yeah, that's sleeper enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if the Pistons could somehow get in, yeah, and maybe in a half-court offense, like, the game slowed down, Blake and Drummond maybe kill it, you know. But I don't know. I don't really see anybody on here that's – you know, that's about it. The Nets, you know, they're not going to do much. The Hornets. The Pacers are the three seed. Now, that would have been my pick a couple weeks ago, but yeah. and Corey's pick as well. But now they're in the three seed, and people are seeing what they can do. So, yeah. you know, you can't even go with them. For sure. All right, next question from Cam Harris. If you were somehow able to play one-on-one against any player from any time, who would you have a shot at beating? Or who would you like to play against? Because you guys ain't beating anybody. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. We definitely ain't beating anybody. Um, I mean, my defense is probably a four and Harden's is a three, so maybe I can. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. That's tough. I mean, playing against anybody. I mean, obviously, you know, I'd love to just play one-on-one against Dame so I could chit-chat with him while he whoops my ass 11-0. You know, the 10 minutes I'd get to talk to him or three minutes or however long it would take him. Um, I guess if I had any shot of beating anybody, I'd have to go with somebody who's, like, uh, really short and probably not that fast. I mean, I would have to go. I talk about it sometimes, but J.J. Berea, I mean, he's – Obviously, I'm not gonna beat him, Man, right? He he's gonna light sp- you up. He's, oh, of course, he's <laughs> gonna score like. No, 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 you guys are you guys are missing the point. I already no, said no. obviously I'm gonna lose, but if there's like one guy you had to pick where you're like you're you know life's on the line to not get beat 11-0, like you have to pick somebody who's short who you could possibly shoot over and make some couple lucky shots. Obviously, I'm not gonna beat JJ Beret. He's 30 times better than I am, but I'm just going for someone who's not 100 times faster than me and somebody who's not a foot and a half taller than me, and that's the guy that comes to mind. Pete, you? Maybe somebody tiny you can back up all the way to the hole every time? I mean, I don't know. I would love to play KD, obviously. Same thing. I mean, you're you're always going to pick your favorite player, but, I mean, someone that I can beat? (laughs) Oh, that is tough, bro. I mean, can I get Mark Madsen or something like that, you know? (laughs) Like, he'd probably still school me, but I feel like I'm stronger than him, so (laughs) it'd be hard for him to post me up, and then I can maybe hope to hit my lucky, you know, my nice little hook shot. If I could get that going, you know, I might, I might get a couple buckets in there, but it'd be tough, you know, because even yeah. him, you know, he could probably all these guys, even the worst NBA player. I mean, oh, this yeah. is still the top players in the world, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we maybe, can't even beat anybody guys, from the G League. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not sure there's many high school starting kids I can take one on one. Right be honest. at this point, no joke. <laughs> Yeah, maybe if you guys are going two-on-one or something. Yeah. We're talking about it. Then maybe. All right. So uh, another question from Cam. Do you think Bradley Beal would be a good fit in L.A.? And I'll just interpret that as either the Lakers or the Clippers. Oh, okay. Probably the Lakers. He's probably talking about the Lakers. Ain't nobody care about the Clippers. (laughs) Is it your turn to start or me? I'll jump it off. Yeah, I think it's yours. I think I love it. I mean... I think I've said this before on our pod, so whoever asked this question must not have listened to the first couple pods. <laughs> you know, slacking. Right. No, but shout I, out to I, our I, new listeners. Yeah, right. And this is yeah, this is the last time that he's listening to the podcast. No, <laughs> no but seriously, I, I said this. Remember, I was we were talking about Bradley Bill to the Lakers. I said I love it, bro. Yeah. Plays off ball, works off screens. He's going to space the floor for LeBron to do his thing, and then he can also take the ball when LeBron's tired and create his own shot, run the offense. He's the perfect type of player for Lebr- for a LeBron James, a guy that can shoot and stand around for him, which is what he needs to you know have his best offense, and that can all. I mean, he'd basically be playing the Kyrie role, right? You know, except he's a better floor spacer because he's a better spot up shooter. Right. So you get a little get a little bit of Ray Allen there. You know, I always like to comp him with Ray Allen is who I like comping Bradley Bill with. I feel like they play similar spot up shooters. Yeah, decent at creating off the dribble. Yeah. You know, so. No, I I agree. I think he would uh, you know, he could be a great fit as, you know, Pete touched on with just that's the exact guy that LeBron James needs. I think the thing that would be that it would come down to is just if 
if Bradley Beal fits in Magic's plan, right? Because Magic has this plan of, it sounds like, you know, and I think when Magic's on a plan, he kind of wants to just stick to it. You know, Magic's, I feel like Magic's shooting for the moon. You know, this talk about, can we get KD? Can we get Kawhi? Can we get AD? Can we get Cousins? Can we get Clay? Can we get any of these dudes? Bradley Beal, if they made a trade for him this year, you know, like we talked about with some of these, let's shoot him Lonzo and Ingram and a couple first rounders or something to get Beal this year, I think it would make the Lakers obviously a lot better and he'd be a perfect fit. But would it fit Magic's future? Because that would really stop them from going after some dudes like, because I mean, you're talking about Kawhi Leonard, or I mean, not Kawhi, Bradley Beal's contract. He's got three years left um, and a five-year $127 million contract. So you're definitely paying him some money. You know, so if you're trying to go after Kevin Durant, you know, you're talking, you're going to have to give Kevin Durant max. You know, if you're giving Kawhi, you're probably going to have to give Kawhi max, AD max. So is it the future? I'm not really sure if that's the type of guy that, that Magic's looking to get. This year, it would scare me to see LeBron and Bradley Beal on the same team. It definitely would make my <laughs> predictions of them not making the playoffs probably go completely out the window. Yeah, I'm with you. To rebuttal on that, I, I see... Bradley Bill right now in today's NBA is the perfect three, the perfect third star. So, I mean, it's not going to tip the scale where you're like, oh, my God, Lakers are going to win. But he is a beautiful third star, you know, can shoot, can space the floor, can create on his own. But you still need to get the transcending player like Corey's saying. Because, I mean, the guys that Magic's targeting are arguably in competition for LeBron is who's the best in the world right now. When you talk about Kawhi, KD, AD, these guys are all like top five players, you know. So Bradley Bill isn't anywhere close to that, but I think he would be a huge the Chris Bosch, Kevin Love role. Boom, he money, would, money. He's not going to be the space flooring big, but he's he'll be the space flooring guard. He can play some defense. Yeah, that would be huge. Yeah, if you somehow land like Kawhi or Anthony Davis and Beal and Beal, if you got Anthony Davis and Beal, yeah, yeah something like it's that. Big. Yep. All right, so next questions. We've actually got a few here from Will Murphy. So first one, does the Greek Freak have to win a championship to ever be considered better than LeBron right now? Hmm. I mean, you can look and say, you know, who's the best player right now or something. I mean, Greek Freak, he looks like an MVP to me. Does he have to actually win something to be in this conversation? I think, uh, you know, if we're just talking about better players i don't think so i don't think he's got to win a championship to me i think i personally think greek freak right now is a better basketball player than lebron james but if we're talking legacy if we're talking you know the best player in the nba the goat all these conversations that are happening lately then he's going to have to win some championships he's going to have to definitely prove himself in the playoffs i think that's going to be a major thing he's going to have to get to at least a finals he's going to have to get at least in the conversation he can't be having these you know first second round exits continuously in the playoffs if he's going to be even comp to LeBron. But if you're just talking about NBA player, like basketball player, him versus LeBron right now with LeBron's age, I mean, I think I think Greek's better than him right now. I got to agree with you. I'm with you, though. He does have to prove something. And the big thing, the biggest thing here is, no, he doesn't. The answer is no. He doesn't. I can give you a million scenarios where we're saying Greek's better than LeBron. Here's one right here. LeBron plays the Warriors, gets swept. Greek plays the Warriors in the finals, takes him to seven. What are we saying next year? Greek's better. You know, he pushed the Warriors to seven. Did he win a championship? No. 
So that's one scenario right there where he doesn't win a championship and we're already saying he's better than LeBron. So a lot of things could play out here to where we would say Greek's better. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, but if he goes and gets swept, you know, in the first round or something stupid like that, it's then me and Corey are wrong about saying he's better than LeBron. The biggest thing with LeBron is he becomes a way better player come playoff time. That's why I give more respect to LeBron and KD than any other players in the league because I feel like when the playoffs hit, they're even better than they are in the regular season, which a lot of players aren't. I don't think Curry and Harden are better than they are in the regular season. It's very rare that a player becomes better, you know, than the version of himself. So, Well, speaking of LeBron, second question from Will here. Will LeBron leave L.A. when he realizes he isn't any good at acting? (laughs) Heck yeah, Will. I like that. I like like that. (laughs) I guess we'll see when Space Jam comes out, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's got some tough shoes to fill. Train wreck. You see, he was in that movie. Oh God, it's like it's like. Well, he was good for a NBA player because they're all bad. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's like cool to see him in a movie. You know, you're like, oh, that's cool. It's LeBron James, but acting wise, like, oh, good God. But well, didn't in the the movie he played himself? Yeah. 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 I mean, come on. Is that really that tough? All right, you're going to be in this movie. You're playing LeBron James. Like, is that really acting? Just be the simple, arrogant self that you always are, and we'll be good. All yeah, right, I cool. Think, I think Blake like, Griffin was a better actor, and now he's already out of L.A. Yeah. He's funny. Come on, man. It's all about, yeah. what was it, Kazam? Give me some Shaq, baby. Yeah. yeah. I am still. Like, Blue, I watched those Blue movies chips, as kids. Yeah. Yep. Shaq, Shaq was, you know, I'm not yeah. saying he was Denzel, but in terms of NBA players, you right. know. No, I feel you. Right. I uh, but no, I think uh, I mean, I've never acting... even seen Katie's movie. Real quick, sorry to cut you oh, off. What's that one called? Uh, I don't know, bro. But I don't uh, want to see it his, because it's, it's probably his, pathetic. Doesn't his his thunder gets taken away or something? Thunderstruck, right? thunderstruck. Yeah, there you go. yeah. Oh god, that's. Right. I've never seen that it. movie. Was I don't terrible, plan on seeing it. From I'm, what I've I'm heard. the biggest KD fan, but unlike LeBron sexuals, I can admit with something stupid, and that movie looks stupid. So. Yeah. <laughs> But I won't be surprised to see LeBron leave again, as I always talk about when things don't go his way. He's he's gone, so he's got zero loyalty to any city, including the yeah. one that he's from. So he proved that twice. Yeah, plus greatest Laker ever, Kobe, already won an Oscar. So there's no room for LeBron there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, another question here from Will. How much of a difference will Cousins actually make when he comes back? That's coming up pretty soon, huh? Mm. That's you, man. P-Pod. I think a big difference... Yeah. I mean, I mean, it depends on what cousins we're getting here. Even if you're getting eighty percent of cousins, man, you're talking about no more Looney, like <laughs> no more major minutes from Looney. And even as much as I hate on Looney, if he's running with a second unit, he might not be as horrible, you know, as a backup center. But I would take cousins all day. Like he's going to be able to space the floor. You can't sag in the paint. You can hit the mid range. You can hit the three. So now when Katie and Curry drive it, it's going to be a lot prettier, you know. Yeah. Now, now when you take Curry and Clay out, you're not going to have KD in there. If, if, if it's KD and Cousins, that's going to be nice pick and roll. You know, nice. It's just going to be so much easier for KD to operate, for Curry to operate. And it's honestly unfair. Like, I don't like how stacked no. they are, you know. <laughs> that pick and roll is going to be nasty like you're talking about. I mean, you get him in a pick and roll situation where they have to double Steph and they give it to him. It, you see Looney having to do this, and it's like you can tell. I mean, he'll finish some baskets. You'll see some games where he'll have like 12 or 14 points or he'll go on some nice stretches because they're doing this and they're opening him up. But when you get Cousins, 
it's literally like everybody's focus is now going to have to be on him, which is going to open up the floor even more, right? People aren't really sagging off a of clay to be like, let me put help on Looney. But yep. now Cousins is driving. Cousins going after the basket, and he's he's a good passer. So now you're opening clay in the corner, and now you're having to double down to him. And if you don't, then Cousins is going to bury – 90% of his shots when he's running at I mean he's ridiculous when he when he got the ball in a pick and roll and he's going at somebody one on one I mean he's either going to dunk on you or he's going to lay it up around you or he's going to he it's just not even I hate talking about it cuz it's not even fair like this like you said this this team if if he comes back and he does most of the stuff that he's done in his past like ugh, this makes me throw up I like the Warriors but this makes me throw up so you guys are pretty confident about him playing pretty well with them Coming yeah, back from Achilles is pretty tough, man. Some people are big men are just well. Never the but same. here's the thing. But he can do so much. Here's yeah. the thing: on most teams, I would say no. I'd be like, ah, dude, he's not because most teams would need him to be a superstar. You see what I'm saying? But if you only need 20 minutes of productive, good, smart basketball and floor spacing, I'm pretty sure. And when you get hurt, you ever notice these guys come back with a more wet jumper because they couldn't do nothing but shoot jumpers. Yeah. You know, they couldn't run. You know, for the first three, four months of the, uh, you know, rehabilitating. Yep. So, I mean, he's probably going to be an even better shooter. You know, he's probably, that's what he's been working on. He was already a decent shooter. Yeah. And, I mean, he's never had spacing like that where he gets the ball in the post. And and if you got KD, Curry, and Clay in, you're only getting doubled off one guy, and it ain't one of them. Yeah. You know? So. All right. So, and since we're doing these real quick. Yep. Uh, you got to do it just off the top of your head. Who's your five-man dream team this year? Pick a starting five. In the NBA right now. Yep. Because you get East and West, you know. It's not oh, like the All-Star. I don't even know if any of these guys are going to be from the East. but uh, <laughs> Right. Five-man dream team. Well, I mean, people try to give me flack probably for this, but as a PG, I'm taking Dame. I mean, he was first-team All-NBA last year, so it's not just me. I mean, he was voted in. Basically, first-team All-NBA is the dream team of the league. So... Mm-hmm. Last year, he finished first team as a point guard. So, to me, there ain't no reason for me not to take my boy. I love Dame. I'm taking him as my PG. I mean, as, as crappy as we talked about his defense, I think Harden's got to be the best shooting guard in the league. I mean, unless I'm wrong on that one. So, I'm going to go Lillard Harden. I love KD. So, I think I'm taking KD. I mean, it's obviously between KD and Greek and LeBron kind of in that small. Paul George has been nice in that small forward range. But I'll take KD. Then I'll take Greek. You know, we'll play Greek as a, as a power forward, or we'll rotate KD into the power forward spot. And then uh, I think the best center in the league is Joel Embiid. So I'll go with Joel Embiid as my five. I like it. You got any? Uh, let's see, man. I mean, we're pretty similar. I, I mean, Harden. I'll take Harden at the two, KD at the three, and Greek at the four. Nope. So we're we're in agreement there because, you know, man, can you imagine Greek? Running five out with those shooters. Could you imagine that yeah. team in general? Good God. Yeah, it'd be gross. And then you we'd know, have the Warriors. No, <laughs> yeah. I'd take Curry at the PG. That is funny. Give me Curry at the PG. Just the floor spacing. He doesn't yeah. need to have the ball all the time. And then I'll take uh, Jokic. I'll take Jokic. Okay. You know, hit him in the post. And when they try to double him in the post, he's going to be dropping dimes to these shooters. And. These cutters, it'd be pretty pretty fun to watch. So neither one of you guys have uh, have Davis on your teams or Kawhi. Man, that's 
There's a lot of good players to go around. Yeah, that's true. Know? Anthony Davis. LeBron James. I mean, Anthony Davis or Joel Embiid. That's a tough one, I guess. Yeah, that's a good call, Doug. I might actually squeeze Anthony Davis as my five there. That's tough. Yeah, with yeah, that is really tough. I, I didn't put AD. I, I thought of him. I didn't put AD on there just because, you know, I'm going to reward the winners this year, and his team sucks, and he's got a lot of talent <laughs> around him. Yeah. So I feel like he's underachieving. I don't care about the stats he's putting up. It's like, go out there and win some games, you yeah. know. And like a lot a of, team. and here's the so. thing: when you look at his numbers, you're like, "Wow, he's killing it, right?" But his shooting percentage isn't even great. So it's like he's doing that. He's doing it a lot on high volume, like Harden. Whereas the bigs usually are, you know, shooting in the high fifty percentages. He's not doing that. So it's like, I don't want to see these twelve for thirty games with twenty eight points and thirteen rebounds and th- and think, "Wow, AD did everything he could." No, man, shoot more efficiently, and your team would win more. So, No, that's a good call. All right. So this last question I got on here comes from super great Twitter follow, at Demo Demo Demo, because it's me, the producer. I wanted to throw it in there. (laughs) Can we cut this? (laughs) No, I thought This is going to be good. I I just really wanted to ask, because I want to know what Pete thought, too. Um, a lot of people assume that KD wants to go to New York this next season. I mean, it's come up on the podcast before. People talk about him going to the Knicks, yada, yada, yada. But would it actually be better for him to go to the Nets if he wants to go to New York instead of the Knicks? To go to the Brooklyn Nets. Hmm. Which team do you think would be better, for one thing, and what's going to be better for his reputation and his legacy? Reputation, legacy... You know, right now I like the pieces on Brooklyn because I'm a fan of Levert. I'm a fan of, um, you know, Spencer. But, I mean, let's be real here, bro. You ain't, you ain't winning nothing with them. And to win one in Brooklyn, it'd be cool. But I, I would say that if I had to gamble and I would want for Katie's legacy, give me, even if Brooklyn's a little bit better, give me New York because it's like, they're both going to be nearly impossible to pull off, you know, without other star power. And if he pulls it off in New York, he's going down as a legend. It's bigger than LeBron winning in Cleveland, which was a huge win, you know. Cleveland ever had one crap. And, you know, he went back and won a Marine. That's a huge win for LeBron. Yeah. Um, if he did that in New York, it would be probably the biggest win he could get on his resume. There is no bigger one, right? Because it's New York and they suck. So yeah. it's like... It's the biggest win he could get. I don't want that because I don't think, you know, as much as I love Durant, I don't think any star could go there. Like, I don't think LeBron can. I don't think AD can. I don't think Greek can. It's, you need, in today's NBA, you need someone else. Like, you need another star. You know, especially the culture that LeBron created and KD carried on. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm with you. I like the the young pieces in Brooklyn. I think that's a cool question. I think uh, you know you have Crab and you know Joe Harris, who I talked about earlier. You have guys that can stretch the floor for a guy like KD. But like Pete talked about, I mean, you know, if he went there right now versus the roster that Knicks have, probably you know he does make a bigger impact in Brooklyn. But I think going to New York, he's not only playing in Madison Square Garden, but he's going to be able to 
he's going to be able to bring in other free agents, you know, and in Brooklyn, you're not getting anybody to go to Brooklyn, you know, Katie calling somebody up and being like, Hey man, are you interested? You know, come play with me. It's like, all right, bro, call me in three years when you're on a different team. Cause I'm not coming to Brooklyn, bro. <laughs> right, so so if he goes to New York, you know what I mean? He might be able to, he doesn't even need, I don't even think crazy superstars, but he'll at least be able to get a couple other dudes to come. And, and we keep forgetting about, you know, next year, Porzingis is going to be back, you know, and you give me KD and Porzingis and maybe bring in one more, maybe bring in a Bradley Beal or somebody like that, or, you know, another guy that uh, can play with those two. I think, uh, I think New York, you know, would be a decent spot for him. Um, but I think some, there's some other spots out there that I would love, you know, even more than, than New York. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's more appealing to play with KD. Yeah. Because I mean, think about it with, with LeBron, has there ever been a player that's even close to like being in the top 10 or in the MVP talk who plays with him? You know what I mean? Like Dwayne Wade's an MVP caliber player. Kyrie can be an MVP caliber player, but if they when they play with LeBron, they weren't even a thought. But guys who play with KD still eat. Like what Russell Westbrook led the team in shots. KD is such a player where you could still be you and do you. And like I just feel like I would rather play with KD if I was another superstar to build to build with and New York would be such an attraction like wow, I get to play with KD and play in New York. This is a guy that let Russell Westbrook shoot more than him. This is a guy that, you know, still lets Curry eat and gets MVP talk, like, on a stacked team. You know, nobody gets that when they play with LeBron, you know. And you could say, oh, well, it's because LeBron's better. No, it's because he dominates the ball, you know. No, for sure. I'm with you. It's funny. He's, you know, bringing up KD versus LeBron uh, conversation here. I got a, you know, I got one more question that I got uh, written into me, but it ended up turning into... You know, like a, a full short story, you know, the guy wrote me and said that, hey, you know, Pete kind of drives me nuts. I'm a LeBron guy and all he does is talk crap about LeBron and you guys only talk smack about LeBron. And yes, that is true. And we're going to continue to do that. But, um, you know, he brought up some great points about KD and stuff like that. So, you know, Pete, if you're all right, this might turn into a second rant of the week. But if you're all right, can I bring it to you or what? Yeah, let's do it, man. I mean, I'm down. Okay, so yeah, this is uh, this was brought to you from uh, Clinton from Denver. You know, he had hit me up and uh, you know he wanted to to get a question in, but it turned into a little bit of a rant on his end. So he actually had to email me his question. Um, so uh, let let me dive into it for you, Pete. As he uh, kind of talked about, um, we talk a lot of smack about LeBron. He knows you're a KD guy, um, and he noticed that we use the word phony a lot. And uh, he goes on to quote CJ McCollum put this last year. I still think the B word is harsh and shouldn't be used. He know that decision was soft, but I respect it. It's like getting jumped with your brothers by a gang you should have beat, then joining the gang that jumped you and your brothers two months later and forgetting about your bros. And then he went to say, first off, KD was 4 and 17 versus LeBron before the, he joined the Warriors. Now he's 11 and 2. That's not because of KD, that's because the team he joined. All right. Okay, so let me start with All right, so the brothers thing. See, here here's where LeBron sexuals lose the battle with me because I can flip it. I can see both. You know when KD does something stupid, I think it's stupid. Like KD joining the Warriors, I'm not a fan of. I'll, the only case I made was, 
it's the same crap LeBron does. So in terms of legacy, I'm not going to give LeBron this big old legacy over KD. See, with, with LeBron lovers like this guy, I'm sure LeBron's never did any wrong. Him joining Wade and Bosch and adding Ray Allen, that was totally fair. See, that's that's where that's where we differ. So I'm always going to win these debates because I can be objective. You see what I'm saying? I'm not over here like, no, that was fair. KD joined the Warriors. That was cool. I was cool with that. That was, it's a fair game. It's, you know, like I'm not over here doing that. So it's like when he brings these, these points, they're really not that great. You want to talk about, oh, you know, well, his record, you know, versus KD was this, but it's like, okay, well, he joined the Heat to get that record. So it's the same thing. And don't give me Westbrook Harden, right? They were pups. You know, they're... Everybody, do they say like your peak years are like what, 27 to 30 or something like that is like your best years? These guys weren't even in their pre-best years. You know what I mean? Like they had a they had like two levels to get to. Right. Dwayne Wade was already informed. Chris Bosh was already informed. LeBron was informed. KD was the only one to me that was informed. You know what I mean? And, and that's only because of how great he was. He was still young too and had a lot to learn. But he was he was comparable to those guys. The other two weren't even close. And I still think Westbrook's a joke. And he, you know, he's reached his max potential, you know? So giving me that, what's his record now? Now that now that KD has the more stacked team. 11 and 2. Exactly. Thank you. So whoever had the more stacked team won. Okay, big deal. Right? Okay. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from. He goes on, uh, you know, he's got a couple more paragraphs before he gets to the um, the main question here. What about when KD left the Thunder and absolutely trashed Billy Donovan and his old teammates on Twitter? They couldn't win him a championship after being one game away from the finals. Sounds a little selfish to me. If KD was that good, he could close one game and win that 2016 Western Conference Finals, but he didn't. He left a team that had legitimate shot at winning an NBA Finals to join a team that was already the best team in the league. Kevin Durant's life mantra, if you can't beat them, join them. That is phony. All right, okay. So here's the difference. Like I said, once again, I think some things that KD has done is phony. I've told you this a million times. We've had this talk. How many times does it say that KD does phony stuff? I hate it, right? Right. Do you ever see a LeBron lover say that? That's the difference. He's debating. What's he debating here? I think KD has done phony things, but I think LeBron's phony too, and to me, phonier. So we could talk about phony. KD joining that team was a whack move. I'm not a fan of it. You know what? What was some of the things he was saying? He's got. He was uh, basically saying that. Where did it go? He trashed Billy Donovan. That he was. You know, it was basically okay, one, okay. one game away from winning the 2016 Western Conference Finals. All right, here, here. Look, I got it already. So, okay, Billy Donovan. He trashed Billy Donovan and, and his teammates, on you know, one time. LeBron does it at every night after every interview, you know, in the playoffs. So, if you weren't a fan of that, you should not be repping LeBron, right? Yeah. You, you know, keep it consistent. If you're going to sit here and preach, you know, stand by your convictions. You know, if you, if you want to... Billy Donovan and Westbrook, he ripped them one time in his whole entire Thunder career. He finally spoke up when LeBron does it every single night. Like, come on, man. Seriously? It's weak. And then he talks about closing a game out. How You know how many games KD's closed out for that team? When was one of his stars going to step up like Kyrie did for LeBron? Give me one game. If Westbrook gives KD one fucking game where he closed the game out like Kyrie did 
for fucking LeBron, we're talking a different story, right? Right. Give me one fucking game where Westbrook steps up for KD and says, I got you. Like Kyrie did when he hit the game-winning shot. Like Ray Allen did when he hit the game-winning fucking bucket. Give me that. Where's that at, brother? You ain't bringing that up. You see, you bring this guy on the show, I'll debate him in person because I don't want to bash somebody who can't defend themselves, but responding to these questions, it's just booty, dude. It's like, come on, man. Give me something good. Give me some stats and break down stats. Don't give me some stupid CJ McCollum quotes. A, a scrub player who's never had to have the star pressure on him commenting on someone like like in someone in KD or LeBron's spot. Like of course you're gonna be loyal, bro. You're just a, you're just another guy in that gang. You ain't the leader of the wolf pack, you know. Like, of course you're gonna you're a follower. So why wouldn't you be loyal? They're overpaying you as it is. What else has he got? All right, he's got a couple more paragraphs here. Go for it. Okay, on the other side, LeBron expects a lot from his team, as he should. He's a highly achieved veteran in this league who makes his teammates better year in and year out. Good guy on and off the court. And I don't have to speak of his accomplishments. I know a big thing for you guys is championship wins, but the dude's teams have only been favored twice out of his nine finals appearances. Well, yeah, they've only been favored twice. Why is that? Because he's a choker. That's the truth. If he had Jordan DNA in him, his team might be favored more. But in Vegas, they're like, is LeBron going to choke here? So they're favoring other teams. Other teams may have more players, but there's been plenty of times. Every time he was on the Heat, that's, that's a bullshit statement. Because every time he was on the Heat, he had to have been favored. And if he wasn't, it's because of his choker mentality that made him not the favorite. Because there's no way you're going to favor the Spurs over the Heat if people if LeBron's really the GOAT and he's got a Robin and Dwayne Wade and a Chris Bosh, how are you going to favor that team? How are you going to favor the Spurs over them? Why? Because LeBron choked against Dallas and people were like, hell no, we can't favor the Heat after what happened last year against Dallas. You know, against OKC or whatever, or whoever. That's the only reason why they weren't favored those years. And the other years, he, he did have worse talent. I'll give him that. But I mean, a lot of the non-favored is because of his, what he's done to himself. That's good points. All right, so he uh, after that, he gets to his question. So here's his question. Wait, wait, one more thing real quick. And then right. let's talk about the phony. So I think... <laughs> I love this. Dude, I think KD does some phony shit, bro. But one thing I one thing I respect is he's honest. You know, he may have made the fake account, but when he when they asked him about it, he owned it. It is what it is, bro. Do I think it was a bitch move? Yes. Do I respect somebody that owns their own bitch move? Yes. If LeBron got caught like that, bro, and even this guy as a fan knows for a fucking fact, there's no way he would ever own it. Somebody else would have came out and took the blame. We all know that's what would have happened. There's no way LeBron would have ever owned it. And when we talk about phony, dude, the biggest thing for me is I play basketball. You play basketball. Yeah. There's nothing I hate more than playing a phony-ass bitch. And when I watch LeBron play, that's what I see. <laughs> okay? You cry for a foul, throwing his hands up on every call, bro. When I play somebody who feels like that, I want to sock him in the face. Like, bro, are you serious? I'm playing you straight up, and you're calling every foul like a little bitch, and then pulling on my shirt... Remember those guys we played, bro? They call them little, they're calling fouls, but pulling on jerseys and shit. It's like, come on, man. Are you serious? Yeah. LeBron's that way, bro. And I can't stand that. When KD plays, he's different, dude. He doesn't cry about calls. He, you know, he may cry. I heard an announcer say the other day, they're like, wow, Kevin Durant was upset about that. And, you know, for him, the refs give him the benefit of the doubt because he's so honest. 
that, you know, he only complains when it's something that was really blatantly obvious. Whereas LeBron James complains about everything, whether it's real or not. So it's like, damn, dude, if you're a ref, you're like, holy shit, was this LeBron acting or was he really fouled? Did I really miss this call? Fuck, I'm not sure. Which was it? Like, you're already the greatest talent. He's got the greatest abilities ever. Why do you have to cheat the refs and cheat the other players to have an edge when you already have every edge possible? I don't like that. You know, when I go up against a guy that's six foot eight, he's already got every edge over me. Six foot eight, 260. And now he's crying for every little call. And you know what I'm saying? And hacking me. Yeah. It's like, bro, though, to me, those are the worst basketball players in the world. And that's why I hate LeBron. Has nothing to do with his talent. Has nothing to do with, he's a good person off the court. You know, he's a good husband. I respect all those things. But I'm personally talking about how phony he is on the court. He's a fraud. He's a flopper. He's a crybaby. And I hate players like that. And I always will. And if KD did that shit, I would hate his ass too. Doesn't matter, bro. I can't stand players like that. And that's just where I stand. I got you. Okay. So here's his question. With Golden State being the Cleveland Cavaliers to the NBA title, or beating the Cleveland Cavaliers to the NBA title two years in a row now, Durant said he felt like the torch was being passed. However, the common consensus didn't shift. Durant isn't considered the best player in the world. James still holds that title. It's LeBron being talked about as an MVP candidate this season. LeBron dominating the conversation. LeBron who is still the icon in the league. You can construct arguments as to why it's true or not, but what's way more interesting is asking, why is it that the perception in the basketball universe is LeBron is still the best? Volume, volume. That's it. That's the answer. It's why James Harden's being talked about on comp with Jordan. Volume. He gets the volume. LeBron gets the volume. Let's go back to when LeBron was on the heat once again. Who was in the MVP talks? KD. Because he was getting the volume. Was he better than LeBron? No. He wasn't at that time. You know, I can admit that. Right. But he got MVP because he was getting the higher usage rate. They're both incredible talents. Give them even usage rate. I think KD will come on top with MVP stats, you know? They're both incredible players. There's no argument there. But when you build a team around one player, they're gonna they're gonna get the MVP, you know? Where they got no other stars, no other mouths to feed. It was the same thing on the Heat, bro. LeBron wasn't winning MVPs because Dwayne Wade was just as good as him, maybe a little bit worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they were putting comparable numbers to each other. I think they were both averaging like one was like 26. Eight and seven. The other one was 25, five and five. You know, it's really hard to be an MVP caliber player when you have somebody else eating like that. Plus a Chris Bosch, you know? Yeah. So a lot of it is just volume. KD is the better player right now, in my opinion. So, yeah. I'll stand by it. Yeah, no. First of all, you know, Clinton, we really appreciate you writing in. It's really, uh, you know, cool that. You know, Pete got to you like that and, and you wanted to write in because as we talked about all the time, that's exactly what we want on this show. You know, we want people to get riled up for their people. This is what, you know, Pete does for KD. This is what I do for Lillard and, and Clint. We, you know, we appreciate you doing this for LeBron. As much as we hate on LeBron, we want LeBron lovers to come with facts and to come with some of their own knowledge and, and be willing to come on the show. So, yeah, you know, cool, if we, man. I liked what he did. I mean, he can come on too and debate. We'll have him on. I mean, it'll be a more fair yeah, that'd be fun. Playing field, but no, that'd hey, be fun. If any of you want to yell at uh, Pete or Corey, you can call in and leave a voicemail too. We'll play it on the show. That would you be know? pretty sweet. Yeah, that works too. But I mean, like I said, a lot of the stuff he brings up, you know, it's just you can't debate this stuff because it's they're so one-sided. Yeah. So right out the gate, 
When I have someone who can't be objective on their player, you can't even have a debate. You see what I'm saying? Now, this guy came at me and said like, yo, man, LeBron's move was a bitch move. I think KD's was the worst. I can respect that. You know what I mean? But when you come at me, they, LeBron, your KD stacked his team, man. It wasn't fair. But I was totally cool with it when LeBron did it on the heat. And my baby boy had the advantage against Dirk and against old Tim Duncan. I was cool with that. <laughs> they don't say shit about that. It's like, bro, if you want to come at me about KD, you got to first check yourself at the door and, and understand what your boy did. Yeah. The culture he created. And you know, Colin gives it, you've heard Colin give him credit. LeBron made the NBA mobile. No one's saying KD did that. LeBron is the freaking face of making the NBA mobile. Meaning right. you can jump from team to team and chase rings. Yeah. The interest, Just, the interesting thing is, you know, it, it, I brought this up the other day with politics a little bit and the Trump approach and stuff like that. When you're debating sports, this LeBron KD effect and all this stuff, it feels like politics in a way, right? I mean, it's what makes sports so fun, but also it's kind of, it's interesting because there's really no like. You know, in politics, one person gets voted in. So we know what the answer is, you know. This many people in the country believe this person. So they were the best, right? I mean, to in our country's eyes. But there's no, like, vote where everybody's going to vote in and, and say this versus that. I guess all-star votes in a way. But no matter what, one person's side, right? The Democrats are never going to see the Republican side. The Republicans never going to see the Democrats' side. Yeah, you're not going to change someone else's mind no, you're for never, the most part. No, you're never going to. It's, it's always going to be this. It, it's great to debate. That's what we love to do about it. But it's just funny because no matter what Pete says to Clinton and no matter what Clinton says to Pete, you know, these two are still going to have their perspective. And it, it, it's funny to... Uh, to, to see the KD versus LeBron name, thing, name so. a Hold up. Don't even wrap this up. Name a top player. <laughs> name a top player, bro, that, that's won championships. Name a top player that's yeah. won championships? Kobe Bryant. Kobe. Derek Fisher, point four. Robert Horry, kicked out, hit game winners. Shaq. Shaq. Yeah. This is what happens to win a ring. Your teammates have to come through for you. Name one time KD's ever had someone hit a game-winning shot for him. Name it. It hasn't happened, bro. Right. There's no there's no moments where you're like, damn, bro, Serge Ibaka pelled KD out in that one series, bro. Or, man, Russell Westbrook really came through, man, when KD had a bad game. LeBron, I can name a bunch of times. Ray Allen, Kyrie Irving, all the big shots. Chris Bosh hit big threes in the playoff. All these shots these guys hit for this dude. Clutch shots. Yeah. Any star, every star needs other players. It's a team sport. Yes, the star carries most of the weight. But you still need those other guys to come through with timely shots, you know? Yeah. No, it's just, a, it is what it is. Yep. Nope, it's a great point. Clinton, hopefully we can get you on sometime. Doug, did you have that number? If people wanted to call in, I mean, if we threw it out there, you yeah, got a number for Yeah, if you want to call, yeah, 360-356-1699. Nice. Nice. Yeah, call in, leave call a voicemail. Right you know, we can yeah. we can get you set up on the show so we, you can call in while we're doing this. That would be fun. Um, so write us in, as always. You know, on our on our Twitter, on our Instagram, to our website, call that number, whatever you want to do. Let's keep spreading the word. Let's keep, you know, getting these cool debates out there. Let's keep riling each other up. Let's keep battling for our teams. And let's just keep talking ball, man. This is sweet. I love it. I love it, man. I, I love style. watching Pete get heated up. You know, I, I'm not a LeBron guy either, but Clinton, thanks for writing that in because it was cool seeing, you know, Pete get this riled up about it. And uh, as usual, you know, appreciate, you know, Dougie Fresh behind the scenes doing the producing and stuff. He does a great job for us. Does a lot of our Twitter stuff and social media stuff. He's doing a great job. So you guys don't always get to hear. We got a question? You get to hear our laugh. A question. Oh, a trivia question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we got to get to our trivia there. question. Good call, Let's throw Pete. Throw that in there real quick. Dougie Fresh, you got that trivia question? Sure, yeah. It's real simple. Okay. Real easy. Well, it's simple. But in what city were the Houston Rockets originally founded? Of course, they're not originally from Houston. Where did the Rockets come from? Hmm. Nice. And just Pretty send cool. it in. Sweet. Send it in to, to our email, Twitter. Call yeah. it in. Leave it as a voicemail. I don't care. Yeah. Sounds good. All Actually, right. you know what? Let's let's put that out there. If you call in and leave it as a voicemail, you get two this week. I think it's cool if you show your voice. It's a little bit harder to do, right? It's easier yeah, to be like behind it. the screen. If you're going to call in and actually hit it up, you'll get two. So you can still do it the original way and get your one uh, raffle ticket in there. But if you actually call, leave a voicemail, double. I like it. I like it. Let's do it. Drawing's so. going to be coming up. Yeah, it's coming up February's coming up quick. Don't don't forget to get your trivia in. I, we, we have tons of listeners, and some people still aren't writing us in on, on the trivia stuff. So you're listening hit us up it's a free jersey man we ain't playing around with that we ain't just doing this just to get listeners we're giving a free jersey away so that's big time as always guys i appreciate it rip city (laughs) boo